do. And uh, the first one is Suze. I have a gift for Suze. <laughs> I know you didn't expect this, but I want to do something. And uh, this is Suze. Uh, Suze has uh, been praying just about her direction for the coming year and felt God has uh, spoken very clearly about a change in direction. And so this is her last day today. She finished uh, working on uh, Friday. But uh, Suze, I just want to take this chance to express appreciation in front of everyone. And uh, there's a number of things. We've journeyed a long time over a whole range of things. I've watched you grow up. I've watched you when you were younger. And now here you are. And a great and competent woman of God. And I want to just appreciate a number of things. I want to appreciate specifically just your stepping up and letting go a great job to step in and follow God's call for you to step in and carry our worship team and lead our worship. And uh, Prior to that, you were doing all kinds of things. You were doing, you're up in the intercessor's room, leading the worship, bringing presence of God there. And uh, you were always available for us to call for funerals and weddings, to stand in. And uh, one of the things that I've noticed over the years is that uh, as you've journeyed, you've been able to bring God to people. And uh, it has been of huge value over and over and over again in very difficult places, difficult times, you've been able to bring God through your worship. That's a unique gift. It's a special gift. It's something that not so many people have, and you have it. And uh, you've, as you've stepped up and taken the worship team, you've, uh, you've picked up and moved everything forward, and we've had some most wonderful meetings, wonderful times. You've been able to keep and sustain and open heaven over our lives through your leadership and through the team. And we just, I appreciate that so very much. I appreciate just as a staff member, you've walked in integrity. You, you just remain calm when a lot of us are losing their minds. And uh, you always remain calm, always have that kind of peace around you. And uh, you've just acted really honorably as you've walked through the role in the midst of a season when it's been quite difficult and a lot of pressure. I want to thank you for your work just in, uh, in, in sharing the oversight team. That was a challenge, of, if there ever was a challenge. But you, again, just showed what kind of person you are. And there's much more to you than we've seen. But also know there's a bigness in you that God is going to release into, into the world. And uh, I have great confidence in that. And so uh, the, the church has, um, in its own way, just really uh, um, provided uh, financial blessing for you. And I didn't think you'd want flowers. I was thinking about flowers. I thought, Sue's not a flower girl. And I know you're going camping this week, so I thought flowers are definitely a no-no. So Joe and I've just got a personal gift for you to bless you and a card. And I've written out on, on the card just so many of the qualities that I have seen in you that uh, I want to say thank you on behalf of us all for being you and for all you have contributed. It's been a great journey. I've loved it, but the best days for you are ahead. And I just see some huge enlargement into the world. Amen? Want to say something? Oh, no, not really. Come on. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> Okay. You just want to see me blush. I know. You just want to. <laughs> um, look, thank you so much. It has been a blast. I mean, it's just been just on nearly three and a half years, I think. And, you know, I stepped into some very big shoes after Pastor Kate here. And, you know, I took over a team that was um, amazing, you know. And, but we've, we've gone some places and, you know, we've, we've reached some moments that will stay with me forever and the friendships that are made. And, look, there's nothing, there was, I don't think there was one time, not one time that I got out of bed and I thought, oh, I've got to go soon, you know. <laughs> or, or, you know, 
worship with people, you know, it's been the passion of my heart. And, you know, to be able to do that every single Sunday in such a fantastic church with the best people ever in the Bay, I mean, you really couldn't ask for more. And, you know, I've been part of the church now for 27, 28 years. And so, yeah, yes, I've grown up and my kids have grown up through here. And, and But I know that um, what the future has for this place is going to be watch this space. I really, really do. And I'm excited about what everybody's going to do here. And um, But I am looking forward to my future. I'm looking forward to going camping. Um, I love to do that sort of thing. And I know your prayers will go with me. And I just want to thank you just very quickly for the times that you've released me to go overseas because I know that people have had to step in and fill um, the space. And I wouldn't have been able to go, but, you know, I could feel that you guys were with me when I was over in Dallas and, you know, the opportunities and especially the intercessors. I want to thank you because without you, I don't know where I'd be. I mean, (laughs) don't trust myself sometimes. (laughs) But thank you very much. It's been a great, great season for me and I'm looking forward to seeing what God's going to do in everybody's lives here. (laughs) Awesome. Fantastic. Can I just give Sue a clap? Great stuff. Joe would like to come on up just with me and uh... Yeah yeah <laughs> um, Just a few moments we're gonna just uh, welcome Dave and Kate. Uh, but I want to just share a few things just uh, before I do that and then we'll get them up and uh, Joel share briefly and then we'll get them up to, to share with us as well. And uh, I just want to just look at the journey. About twenty nine years ago, uh, God spoke to Joe and me and uh, what he spoke changed our lives. And when God speaks to you, it changes your life if you listen. Uh, I received an invitation to come here and pastor Bay City. Uh, It came 29 years ago. uh, And uh, I remember when it came and I had a look, I did not want to come. I remember saying, this can't be God, and I definitely don't want to come. And uh, I remember going away and taking time to silence all the voices and come to a place of just listening and hearing God. Our life is in his hands. He's bought us, and so we want to follow him. God spoke to me through uh, uh, chapter, Acts chapter 9, verse 6, where he said this. He said, he said, arise, go into the city, meaning Hastings, and it will be shown you what you need to do. And I have stood on that verse for 28 years that we've been here, believing that God would show us what we had to do, and he always has. And uh, so today is a day that we can look back, and I think that we look back and we look forward. When we look back, there's a lot of things we need to say thank you for. Uh, in uh, 1 Samuel, there's a story where uh, um, Samuel set up a stone called Ebenezer, and it was meaning, up to this place, the Lord has helped us. And it was a memorial. In the Bible, they had memorial stones or uh, things they set up to remind them of how great God has been. And so I want to just uh, share and remind you of how great God has been over the course, because he has been great. And the God who was great is great and will be great. All it takes is us to believe and take hold of him. And so when we came here, there was a church of 12 people and thousands of dollars of debt. And we were about two months off bankruptcy as a church. And, uh, but God, but God. So even though no one wanted to come and I didn't want to come, but God, God did things that we never thought. And so God provided support for us quite astonishingly. Uh, He opened up the prophetic realm. When we came to the church, we brought the prophetic into the church and opened up a realm which has never stopped and will not stop either. Uh, He broke the reproach off the church, which was significant because right through the community, the the church had a a horrendous name. 
uh, in the space of uh, two years, all the debts were paid off. We honored every debt and paid everything off. Uh, God filled the building. We just grew and grew and grew. We filled the building, filled the small room, filled the big room. And what was now known as the St. Auburn Theater was jam-packed with noisy people making a horrendous noise. Uh, we had an opening in the realm of the spirit and there was a move of deliverance that was stunning. It triggered off many things happening in the city. And God established us as a church which uh, has got a prophetic mantle over it that's quite unique and has an ability to open the spirit realm. And I know from talking to pastors, they understand the pioneering journey we've taken, how hard it has been. And one pastor said to me, he said, we know that as it's going for you, it will go for us. And so you need to know we are praying for you that it will go well for you. And uh, it, uh, I talked with Norm McLeod, and he said, we are the same kind of church in Gisborne as it goes well for us, then it goes well for others because we have a, a particular call to open up the heavens so there's a continual flow and it's easier for others to move in things of the Spirit. You come into this church, there is a mantle you can take hold of prophetically very easily, very quickly. It's part of what we have opened up. Uh, but God did more things. Within a year, we were, planned, we were doing work up in Tonga and up in the Pacific Islands. Uh, he provided a building in Amahu Road. We had no money absolutely no money whatsoever, and yet we could buy this building. It wasn't like this, of course, but we're able to buy a building with no money, and this is why we're able to buy it, because God helped us. Uh, we bought it because we had a half a dozen men who said we would put all our assets on the line to guarantee the loan, uh, and so those who stood with me, uh, they put their, their assets on the line, like we did, to believe that God uh, had his hand on us for this building. And so we bought a building at a very low price and we worked hard over a space of three years to make what you have happen here. And people sacrificed and gave and it's a debt-free building. That's an amazing achievement. Multi-million dollar facility. God did it. Uh, God poured out a spirit in pastor's conferences. We have people all over the world who say thank you because of what God did while we were here coming to the conferences over the years. He opened up doors for church planting. And so we began church planting. Some of you are not with us during that season when we did church planting. Everything that we have done in Bay City, we've paid a price. Uh, I haven't uh, always made it clear what that price was, and perhaps there'll be a meeting sometime when I can share uh, at a more personal level the price of saying yes to God and saying yes to what He wants. Uh, you don't have all of this without a price. My feeling is that anyone who would want to lead a church like this the first thing is they'd have to be willing to pay the price. Uh, it's no small price that you pay to keep open the things of the Spirit. Every demon in hell seems to come against you. So when we did our church planting, we had accidents and deaths happen with every church we planted, but we saw hundreds and hundreds of lives. Now there are churches planted in Israel and in Ukraine and right through that part of the world. Some have grown over 3,000 in size, and they are having vast influences but here, people paid a price. And it's the price we pay uh, for the kingdom is small compared to what Jesus did, but it makes the room for other things to happen. Uh, in 19, uh, around about 93, uh, we uh, really embraced a fresh move of the Spirit of God. Uh, we invited Jill Austin to come here, and God opened up a well of life, an open heaven. I can remember being in this meeting and actually seeing things moving, you know, just as angels were moving in the meeting. I'd never seen anything like it. Open visions, open heavens. And from this church, 
a move of the Spirit swept out through Christian Outreach Center movement over the years. And uh, it touched uh, th literally thousands upon thousands of lives. It began here. Uh, it was never acknowledged. That was something we had to live with. No one ever acknowledged it was here. But it was God, and God got the glory. That's the big thing. As, yeah, get the glory. Uh, as for us, we faced uh, a backlash over, over that season that, that cost us quite dearly. But God was faithful. And so ever since then, everywhere I have gone in the world, and those that have been sent out in missions teams have gone, they have carried a fire and a life of deliverance uh, that has gone into all kinds of places. Uh, we enlarged our missions. We've now planted up in Uganda, successful, thriving work in Uganda, works in China, missionaries in China, and right through uh, Asia, Pacific, and into Pakistan, where now you've got thousands upon thousands of people getting the gospel. So there are, these are milestones in the church's life and history. And now we come to another milestone. It, there's no change or handover today. That won't take place till sometime next year. But it is a milestone nevertheless. It's a milestone when we look at the transition in leadership. Church has only ever known joined me leading the church for 28, 29 years. So a change is a very significant thing, and it's not easy to do. Uh, and so, but God has helped us. And so as we face the journey forward, God will help us. I'm absolutely guaranteed that the God who's helped us before has not changed, and he will continue to help us. And so... Uh, today we just welcome Dave and Kate and, and the family into the church. We welcome you uh, as the next senior leaders called by God into this role. And uh, we just extend a welcome. Dave has served in the church for 28 years. Some of you wouldn't realize that when uh, we were, he would come and set up the drums for others to play. Every week, week after week, he'd take the drums down to the girls' high school, set them up. Others would play them. He'd bring them home. And that was his beginnings as a drummer practicing out the back and becoming a drummer. He was involved in practical ways. He has been over the years, been involved uh, in leadership in various areas, been involved on staff uh, with youth and young adults and business uh, areas, been involved as a missionary to Pakistan where they put their life on the line. And uh, for us comfortable here, you have no concept of what that means to live day by day, never knowing whether today uh, your children will be killed in front of you. you just, it's, a, it's something you can't understand unless you've walked through that. But it does something in the spirit of a person to take on that kind of courageous stand. Uh, so David has uh, maintained uh, or, uh, alongside of me. He's walked alongside of me in Asia. I remember a significant meeting where uh, we were overwhelmed by the ministry needs, and Dave stepped out and began to minister. And uh, he, I said to him, man, that's amazing, all the stuff you're doing. He said, well, three months ago I said to the Lord, the anointing on your life belongs to me. I want to take hold of it. And I saw him that day take hold of it. Uh, the Kate, Kate served in the church for more than 20 years. Uh, she's come in when there, I remember her being in the young adults. There were two young adults. There was Kate and Janine. That was our young adults. And uh, we called it the spinsters group because that's about all it was. But, but God, things change. Everything changes. Nothing stays the same in God. And uh, you have seasons of ebbs and flows in the Lord. And uh, that's, that's great. She worked as... In the young adults, she worked in the preschool, and Kate faced her own battles, uh, major battles, uh, in being able to stay in where God positioned her, and she courageously overcame all of those. She was involved in children's outreach and setting it up, worship leading, worship teams, and uh, great community outreaches, and, uh, and she also went as a missionary to Pakistan. 
I've been there and seen what they did. I've seen the work and the outcome of the work, but I saw also what appalled me was the sacrifice and what it cost them to live in that place with uh, locked inside day after day, and very little communication or connection except for through the church and uh, constant danger and constant sickness day after day after day. We were only there a short while, but we were sick. So I saw the lives they led. And no one comes to us, even as we didn't, uh, no one comes perfect. But one of the things I do know is that when the call of God's on your life, he will help you or give you grace to enable you to do what he calls you to do. And so I just see that uh, Kate and Dave have walked in the midst of many pressures, uh, many judgments, uh, sometimes considerable opposition, and also being sidelined. And in all of it, this is the things I've noticed, that they kept their heart for God, they kept their character and integrity, and they kept their faith that God had something great for them. For probably some 20 years, David has believed in his heart that God would raise him up to be the senior leader of this church. Uh, I didn't see it probably until uh, only a couple of months ago. I've always considered a possibility, but felt until I heard God speak to me that no one could take that role. Uh, as I spoke a little while ago to a group of people, you can't just let go an entrustment and just let it go, what God put in your hand. If God has entrusted something to you, you have to put it into the hand of the person who gave it to you or into the person who God chose to succeed you. And uh, so in coming here, God gave us an entrustment, uh, and we have, uh, at great cost, held that entrustment, and we will continue to hold it, but we are in a process of passing the baton. And the people we're passing the baton to are David and Kate. And it's a great joy for me to say that, great joy for me to see that they held firm in God and they're here, and God has prepared them for this role. So just before they come up, Joy wants to say something. Yes, it is a very significant day, a very precious day. And I think when God has his moments, his timing for things, it is very significant. And I, I sense this is a God timing, a, a Kairos moment. And I woke up this morning and I remembered a verse the Lord gave me. It must have been five years ago. And sometimes verses or promises God gives you, you just kind of hold them and God has to watch over his word to perform it. So even though I got this word very clearly at that time, I just had to release it into God's hand. And it was the last two verses in Psalm 69. It said, For God will save Zion and will build the cities of Judah. This is God's house. God will build it. God will save it. The cities of Judah is praised. We came with a legacy of praise out of the church we're in in Danivert. Praise is part of our DNA. Prophetic mantles, prophetic things, things were in our lives built there at a price. And God's built that into this place, and that, that they may dwell there and have it in possession. It's been our, our entrustment. It's been something God's entrusted for us in this place, what's been built into the house. But he said also in the last verse, the seed also of his servants shall inherit it, and they that love his name shall dwell therein. He gave us a promise that our seed would inherit it many, many years ago. And I thought, God, it just doesn't seem like that. And I was thinking of Joseph and David and many people in God who had a promise, had a destiny, and it looked like just the opposite. You know, they were in prison or they were chased by fugitives, and they just had to let that seed, let God perform it. And I believe now God is performing that word. It's a God moment. And, um, 
And so our destinies and callings, when we place them in God's hands, he's able to say, now is the time. It's my purpose, it's my destiny, and I'm making it happen. And I just, I'm so excited about that because it's a God thing. And one other thing that used to concern me in this transition, I know when we left Danny Virk, there was a, a, a candlestick in the church in the form of Mike's ministry. And I know that when we left and totally cut off from that, that candlestick was removed from that church, and the church's DNA and nature totally changed. And I was always fearful that the, the candlestick in this church that comes in, in Mike's mantle on his life, I didn't want that removed from the church. I didn't want it to be lost. And I'm just so excited now that because our son is going to become the next leader, we will remain in the house and the candlestick will remain in the place. What's in us, the DNA in us, will remain in the house because it's in our sons. And they carry it. Let's welcome Dave and Kate as they come up to share with us. Church, let's give them a great welcome. Hallelujah. It's good to be home. <laughs> what a wonderful presence of the Lord in this place here this morning. And uh, we are truly grateful to be back here in the house of the Lord and to see you all here. And uh, fairly well at a loss for words. I had a number of things to say and to, but uh, I just want to share from my heart with you today. And uh, one of the most, of the most important elements in the world today is people. People are who Jesus Christ gave his life for. People are the most important element in this world today. And every person in this world holds an intrinsic value. There's a value that's inside every person, no matter what culture, no matter what age, no matter what background, wherever they come from, every person holds an intrinsic value in this, that they are made in the image of God. Every person in this world today is made in the image of God. You are made in the image of God. And it is a great honor and a great privilege to be able to stand in front of you today. And I thank you. Thank you for standing with us today. And uh, I also want to acknowledge my mum and dad and... um, And uh, thank you so much for believing in us. And, um, and this is your house. This is your home. This will always be your home. And uh, we are so very grateful for everything that you have, the, the, the price that you have paid, the, the legacy that you have established in this place, not just in our lives, but in thousands of people's lives around the world today. And uh, that is worth more than any, that is worth more than gold and silver. And uh, so we want to thank you and honor you today. And we want to firmly acknowledge that this is your home and you will always have a place of honor in this place. And we receive the grace of God upon your life as well. And, uh, and I know that as we honor you and as we receive you, that God's blessing is going to be upon this house all the days of its life. And 
I was raised in this church for, for many, many years. In fact, there is not a corner of this church that I have not been. I have been under the stage. I've been into the roof. I've been absolutely everywhere in this house. And I love this place. I love Bay City Outreach Centre. I love you people. And I love the city of Hastings. And I love the region of Hawke's Bay. And uh, this has always been in my heart. I've travelled the world. I've been to some of the most uh, some amazing places. But this is my home. This, is, this church is my home. This church is our, the home of our family. And Hawke's Bay is our home. We love this place. And it is such a wonderful privilege to be uh, planted in this place and, uh, and to bring hope into our community. One of the things that, uh, that one of the, the journey that we've been on uh, has been quite up and down. And uh, God called us a little while ago uh, to go to Pakistan. And that was the start of a, uh, of a life-changing experience. Uh, we know that Pakistan went through a time where it was one of the most dangerous places in the world. It, it still pretty is dangerous. And, um, but one of the things that God spoke to me very, very clearly was this, that wherever there is hopelessness, wherever there is death and destruction, wherever there is turmoil, there will always be a river of hope that will flow into that country. And we found that in the nation of Pakistan, where there are such uh, a horrendous thing happening, we saw the river of God start to flow and bring hope into so many people's lives. And I remember being uh, in the most dangerous place of Pakistan. It was in a place called Quetta. And uh, this is where Al-Qaeda uh, have their, their headquarters. It's the most dangerous place. And as, as I stood out underneath the stars, I felt God speak to me and said that... I felt him say that, that our, our future is in this house here. And um, I remember... Uh, Remember you gave me a prophetic word just before we left, that God would watch over us on our going out and our coming back. And uh, through all the, the trials and tribulation and, and all the uh, difficulties that we face there, uh, I can tell you today that God's hand was upon our lives. So, yeah. and so it is a very great privilege and an honor to be back here with you today. Um, one of the things that is very, very close to my heart is this, is that the name of Jesus be lifted high. And, uh, and for, in the future of going forward of this church... Come on, why don't you give Jesus some praise? That this church and our lives will be centered around the person of Jesus Christ. The working of the Holy Spirit will, is what we need in this place and will remain strong and active. And so we welcome the Holy Spirit as the center of this church, as the center of our lives. And the Holy Spirit, I'm believing, will be, uh, be released in such an amazing way uh, through our lives and through this community. Um, and coming back here, I sense that uh, in my heart that our, our city and our, our region right now needs a fresh touch of the Holy Spirit. And just as the river of hope that we saw flowing through Pakistan, we also see that river of hope flowing into our community here today. And to, the, and to Hastings, and to Napier, and to the surrounding areas, the schools, the, the rest homes. This is the place that we feel in our heart, convicted by God, that we're called to bring a tangible hope into our community here today. And we were singing before that uh, about generations. And I believe that God, uh, He is a God of generations, all generations, from the young ones all the way up to the more mature people. 
And uh, we're believing that the Holy Spirit is going to work powerfully through us as a body. And uh, we're going to see a river of hope, a tangible hope, brought into every sector of our community, every sector of our society, into every generation, in every culture and represented in our community. That is what is on our heart from this day forward. It's always been on our heart. We love people, and we want to see that the best is yet to come in Hawke's Bay. I mean... There is no other name like the name of Jesus. I love that scripture that says that every knee will bow and every tongue confess at the mention of his name. There is no other name today that is more powerful. And today it is all about Jesus. And I just want to take a moment to honor him and to lift his name high in this place. We love you, Jesus. We're passionate about you. We place you first. The Bible says that if we lift him up, then he will draw all men to himself. And that's an exciting promise um, as a church family, that as we lift him up, you know, as today as a corporate body, as we lifted him up in worship, as we lift him up in our personal lives, as we lift him up corporately, he will draw all men to himself. It's something that's... um, so valuable to Dave and I in our lives is that Jesus Christ is lifted first. Today, I want to honor Mike and Joy too. And there's many people that um, have pioneered with them, many people that came before me. And I want to thank you today. I don't think uh, any of us truly know the cost and the price that you've paid uh, with your personal lives and also the people that pioneered with you. Bay City was birthed um, out of prayer, fervent prayer. Bay City was birthed out of faith, and it was birthed out of the prophetic, the voice of God. And together, we want to build on the legacy and the foundation that this place was built on, and we want to springboard forward into our future based on those things, on fervent prayer, on a hunger and a passion for Jesus Christ on the prophetic, on the voice of the Lord, and on a spirit of faith. It's not faith in our own abilities, but it's faith in Jesus Christ. I love that scripture that says in Luke one thirty-seven: for with God there is nothing that is impossible. Today there is nothing that is impossible for him. There is nothing that is impossible in our city. There's nothing that he can't do for you today. Jesus Christ, with the, as the center of our lives, as the cornerstone and the foundation of this church, we are excited about what he's going to do in this place in the future. And we want to build and just honor in what has been built here in the past. Today, I want, to, I want you to know that it's an honor. Dave and I consider it an honor to serve you in this place. We're excited to build with you. We love this house. We want to build as a church family and as a team. And we're excited about the journey that's going to take place. Dave and I don't profess to be perfect. But there is this, that we place God first. And we are excited to come, um, for you to come on this journey with us. Every generation in this house is so important and so valuable. Every person has something to contribute. Every person has a place. And so today, as we lift Jesus high, we're excited to walk together with you. Together as a church, we can't wait to see the influence and the further impact 
this church will have in our region. There are so many great things already taking place in this house. So many great ministries that are out in our community. And uh, we want to continue that. We want to build on that, that Jesus Christ uh, would be the focus, that our region would be set on fire for him. So we look forward to a future that we will journey together. So we look forward to, there's so many of you that uh, we know, and we look forward to rebuilding and reestablishing relationship with. There's some of you that we don't know, and we look forward to getting to know you. So thank you very, very much. It's an honour and a privilege to serve you and to be here today. Thank you so very much. And then just in talking with so many different ones, uh, we're so excited just to hear what so many of you are already doing in the community. And uh, we want to champion that. We want to get behind you. And uh, we want to see the name of Jesus uh, made great in our community. And we want to see hope, tangible hope, brought into every sector of our society. So thank you so very, very much. Uh, thank you for all of you here that have walked with uh, me since I was a young boy. And for some of you who know me since I was uh, 12 years old. <laughs> and uh, you've walked with me. You've uh, you've spoken to me, you've uh, guided me along the way, and, uh, and I want to thank you and appreciate and honour, and uh, people like Pat, I want to thank you, uh, you believed in me ever since I was a young boy, and, uh, and now here we are, <laughs> so we're looking forward to the future. Thank you so very, very much. <laughs> Wonderful. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Dave and Kate. Just a few closing things. I Transition's like a relay race, and uh, I, let me just point out a couple of things. It, it's not about the individual, it's about the team. And the thing about a relay race is this, it doesn't matter how well you run, it's the change that's important. And uh, it's never about an individual, uh, it's how we pass the baton. And the passing the baton in a relay race is the crucial, the crucial point in the race. So right now, we're entering a season of baton changing. So it's not like we suddenly stop doing things and someone else suddenly starts it up, not at all. Uh, basically what it will involve, you see a, a, a race where there's people who are changing the baton, one's running, the other then starts to run, they get up to speed, they run alongside until a successful transfer has taken place. And so in this next season, uh, we will run alongside Dave and Kate. We will continue our run, continue our serving in the house, continue our presence in the house, continuing the things that we do. Uh, until we sense that the baton has changed and they've got the feel of what's needed and have got the wisdom and experience to pick it up. So for a while, uh, it's not like he's going to step up and be a replacement for me. It'll be we'll just run together while we work out how the change will take place. Uh, All over the world, baby boomers are having to make transition, and uh, I can tell you from going around overseas, it's not happening too well in many, many places. And so we don't have a lot of patterns to go from. But one thing we have felt is that we can walk alongside Dave and Kate, helping them with shift. With uh, Brent Douglas, uh, who you'll be meeting next week uh, in the family meeting, he is uh, uh, set up an accountability process around the journey, around Dave to help him uh, in putting into his life and helping him in this process. And so we're all to run that race. So the last thing I want to share with you is very simply this. In a time like this when there are many voices, there are many, many voices, transition's a very, very difficult time. There's been a lot of spiritual pressure over the last few months and no doubt many, many opinions being voiced and uh, many voices. But ultimately, there's only one voice that counts. 
in Danny Verk, the only voice that counted for the senior leader was what God had to say. And I can tell you when I got appointed senior leader, God spoke to me a long time before it happened that it was going to happen. But it was a long time before people become aware of it. And in fact, there was a huge challenge uh, when God had spoken it. I was endorsed in it, but I had to win the hearts of people. And that's a journey and a change. So in the midst of it, there's a lot of voices. But I believe that the voice, the same voice that in 19, whenever, 1984 called us to come here, it's the same voice that spoke to me last year, it's time for a leadership change. And it's the same voice that made it very clear to me that David is the person to pick up the baton. Now, one of the dilemmas we have is, of course, we've got strong people in this church. We've got strong ministries, strong leaders. And everyone's got ideas. Everyone's got thoughts. Everyone's got opinions. But let me just throw out for you a few things I noticed in the Bible. And uh, it goes under the thing, well, I thought. Uh, God isn't really too worried about our opinion. He just has his own plan of what he wants to do. And the big thing in life, if you really want to live win in life, is make sure you hear what God's on and just walk with that. And uh, so I was looking at the well I thought in the Bible, and I found more than I can share today. Let me throw a few of them out to you. Naaman the Syrian was needing healing from Aleha, and he said, well, I thought the man of God would come out and wave his hand over me, but he didn't do that at all. He nearly lost his miracle because of what he thought, how God ought to do things. Peter well, he thought, well, I thought that the Jews and the Gentiles don't mix, so it's not right for me to come and be with you Gentiles. That's what he thought. But he was wrong. God is something bigger than that. Uh, you think about Paul. Paul uh, was persecuting the church. Well, I thought I was doing God a great favor doing that. And uh, yet I got it all wrong. Paul thought of, uh, of uh, John Mark. He's a wimp. He doesn't deserve to stay on the team. He should go. Was he right? I don't know. But someone prevailed in love and he was restored into the team. So we can have strong thoughts, strong opinions, but, but God has his own way of doing stuff. Moses, well, Moses, well, I, if you listen to Moses, he said, well, I thought Israel would understand God chose me to be the deliverer. However, they didn't understand. And so I found this all through the Bible. Sarah, well, I thought I was too old to have a child. But that's not what God thought. Uh, what about uh, the people in Nazareth? Well, I thought that Jesus was just a carpenter. What's he doing here preaching? But they got that one wrong too. And uh, you think of Eliab, David's brother, young, older brother. He said, well, I thought there's just a whippersnapper coming out to give cheek. He should go home. He didn't see he was God's king. So I found in the Bible there's a lot of people thought lots of things. What about the disciples? They thought five loaves and fishes weren't enough. Well, we thought it wasn't enough. Apparently it was when God was in it. So what, the point I want to make is this, is don't let your thoughts and opinions shape how your future will be. Let God talk to you. Let God shape your thoughts, shape your opinion, shape what you have, to, what you think. I think it's the presence of God and his voice that makes the difference. And uh, so I want to just extend an invitation uh, this morning to join with us in the journey forward. I know lots of people, and some people God has made, uh, guided them and made directions of a change. And I'm happy with that. That's fine. I reckon if you hear God, then that's the best thing you can ever do is do what he says to do. But it's very easy to be swayed or impressed by the pressures of people, the voices of people, even the voices of demons. So what I extend to you is an invitation to just journey forward with us as we make the transition. Uh, we haven't got a pattern for it, but it will be interesting to see what God does in the way, won't it? I'm sure we're going to be quite surprised and happily surprised. I'm sure it's going to be a great journey forward. And uh, so I invite you uh, to, in this journey, to extend grace because we won't get it right. I have never got it right all the time. 
that the times I got it right, I got it right, but the rest of the times I sometimes didn't get it right, and sometimes I needed to learn a few lessons, and I, I can tell you now those lessons are painful to learn, but I thank God for His grace for me and the grace you've shown as well. So let me just finish with this exhortation. As we go through a season of change through next year, uh, I'd encourage, let's not be like the Pharisees who just look for a chance to find a fault and criticize. Let's just extend love and grace and see what God can do with that. How about that? Let's not be like... Let's not be like the ten spies who said there's a lot of giants and a lot of problems and brought an evil report and never experienced anything good. Let's be like Joshua and Caleb and said, if God is for us, we can do it. We can do it. God will do great things. Let's be like that. And uh, uh, let's be not whisperers who share stories of other people's opinions and separate and breach friendships. Let's be rather people who actually just stand up and say, if something comes to us, we say, well, I don't know about that. I'll check that one out and find out if what you say is true. And uh, I'll check it with the person concerned. Let's be people that walk in a godly way and therefore have a great and a godly future. So I invite you to join with us as we come into a great new season in the church. I am very happy about the season. I have been troubled about the season. I have gone through stress in the season. I have wept in the season. However, I'm always hopeful that there's always a great day ahead because God is with us. So long as God is with us, our best days are always ahead of us. And I believe that for all of us. I want to finish by saying thank you. Thank you to men and women who just stood when there was a lot of pressure and a lot of things going on. You just stayed with us. I want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you. You were not moved quickly and easily. You just rested in God and heard what he wanted you to do. I appreciate that. That's a good fruit. And uh, let's together, let's just as we finish, let's focus on Jesus Christ. And Suze, I'd love you to come up and to lead us in a powerful song to honor Jesus and lift up Jesus. And the last one you were doing was a pretty good one.